Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 at Edmonton Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. Uh, we'll tell you, guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and short park. At 118, we'll get to some Heartland Ford techs at 636. But uh, just in the last 10 minutes, Mark Spector has dropped a piece on Ken Holland saying the Edmonton Oilers GM position is Ken Holland's if he wants it. So for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, reminder, live racing Saturday and Sunday out at Century Mile. We bring back to the show in our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, Mark Spector. Spec, how are you? Doing all right. Bobby, how you doing? Not bad. Just having a nice animated conversation with Elliot. So for the people that want to hear a certain thing, they they go down that path with Elliot. And for others that uh, you know, you're allowed to have a little bit of disagreement on radio. There's nothing uh, nothing wrong with that. Let's get Elliot to it. Lu- okay, Sorry, go what, ahead. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say Elliot had Lucic traded. I see. Yes, uh, that's all. We were we were just talking about how quickly things can turn in this league, and uh, so anyhow, on that note, and how quickly situations turn. Yesterday morning, uh, when we woke up, uh, you know, the belief was Kelly McCrimmon was on the Oilers radar screen. Bob McKenzie from TSN put out that uh, McCrimmon uh, was staying in Vegas. Um, there were allegations and reprisals directed the Oilers' way. Subsequent to that, we found out, oh, wait a sec here, Vegas promoted uh, Kelly McCrimmon to GM, so that all made sense. Um, what can you tell us of what you've heard on Ken Holland here in the last uh, little while? Because you've just penned a piece on Sportsnet. Well, it's uh, basically Ken Holland's job if he wants it. The Oilers and Bob Nicholson have zeroed in on Ken Holland. They've... Uh, they have spoken with him. They've uh, made it very clear that the job is his. Uh, I'm not positive where they are in terms of the legalities of of um, asking the Detroit Red Wings if they're allowed to tender a contract as such. But uh, I can tell you it's his job if he wants it, and the ball's in his court if he wants to take it. Are there any, from what you've been able to ascertain, are there any conditions to, um, you know, I mean, are we obviously we're talking a president of hockey operations? Is that correct? Well, we're talking general manager. Okay. I mean, this you know we're talking the boss of the outfit. Uh, Bob Nicholson may have a plan. My my understanding is that this plan um, includes Keith Gretzky, and uh, there's some speculation it may even include Tyler Wright as an amateur guy. Uh, Tyler Wright, as everyone at Edmonton knows, uh, he went to obviously played for the Oilers because he was a first round pick. I think. Boy, back a long time ago, Bob. What year? Do you remember? Maybe 91 off the top of my head. Might, yeah, might have been later. Like yep. Anyway, he went to, He ended up as Ken Holland's chief uh, head of amateur scouting in Detroit. 
the feeling is that um, Al Murray is you, Al Murray's coming from Tampa Bay with Steve Eisenman. Well, I'm not sure of that. I'm well, not that's, sure of that. That's the rumor that's out there. So that's the rumor. If I'm Tampa, I don't let Al Murray go because Al Murray is as good an amateur scout as there is in the history of hockey, in my opinion. But nonetheless, uh, Tyler uh, Wright uh, may not be in the Steve Eisenman regime and uh, may well be uh, here. So uh, the way I think that it would it would uh, shake down Bob would be uh, Ken Holland to top the pyramid, uh, Keith Gretzky in charge of pro, the pro side, and uh, very likely Tyler Wright in charge of the amateur well, side. But I mean, I guess, but it wasn't Keith Gretzky's area of strength the amateur side here in Edmonton? Well, he's also been running the pro side for a while here too. So. Well, just just uh, wait a sec. He's he's been run. Dwayne Sutter is still a head pro scout. He's been running the pro side for when? Yeah. He's been overseeing everything since January twenty third. Um, I, I mean, by the way, Tyler Wright was a first round pick in nineteen ninety one. He was initially hired by Scott Housen in Columbus as a development guy. Then got moved into amateur scouting. Then got the opportunity with Detroit and got elevated. Um, you know, I'm gonna. So you're you're suggesting that it is your belief that it is a package deal with Hall. Uh, no, no, no. I think we're going too far down the road here, right? Uh, let Let's back up and get this thing straight. The orders want to hire Ken Hall. Okay. Period. Next paragraph. Okay. The belief is that Keith Gretzky is for sure part of this thing, that he will remain and work under Ken Holland in some capacity. Now we're starting to speculate. What exactly will be Keith's role? I am speculating that he would be on the pro side because there needs to be some movement there. And I am speculating that Tyler Wright comes over on the on the amateur side. That I do not know. Nobody knows, frankly, outside of maybe Ken Holland. But uh, the story starts and ends with Ken Holland being the main guy for the job here. And now we're going to wait through the weekend and see if he takes it, Paul. Um, obviously, a guy like uh, Holland with his pedigree, we're talking, uh, you know, is it your belief, he, you know, complete and full autonomy? Oh, absolutely. They're, one of the issues with this job, as we've, you know, tried to report this thing all the way along, and all of the guys in town, you know, you, me, Ryan Rashog, everybody at the other stations and newspapers and everywhere, um, it's a difficult thing to do because everyone, you know, it's, it's a tough reporting job. But the constant for me and the people I spoke to, Bob, is that the A candidates would require complete and utter autonomy to come here and, and hire and fire whoever they would like. If that, you know, if I am Kelly McCrimmon, let's say, we all know Kelly's not coming. Kelly, if Kelly were to have come here, he would have been able to make whatever moves uh, asked of him, mm-hmm. right? He's not coming if you're going to tell him who his employees are going to be. The same is true for Ken Holland. Yeah. You know, he's not coming here and then being told, well, you got to keep this guy, you got to keep that guy, we want you to keep this guy. Not going to work that way. Yeah. Well, I believe Shirelli had a lot, you know, Brian Burke said Shirelli had full autonomy. Now, it doesn't mean there wasn't influence, there, was, there wasn't feedback on some of the decisions, Mark. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, so now here's a question for you. Are you surprised, Spec? That there is the amount of venom out there, the amount of venom out there for Ken Holland. Because it, um, se- it, it seems, Mark, i got to tell you, I'm getting texts, and it's lighting it up at 630, 630. There's a lot of, and, and maybe it's 
the younger Democrat, because you and me look at Ken Holland and we think what? We think that's a guy that's got a hell of a lot of experience and he's a veteran voice and, you know, with the Olympic team. But, but people say, well, wait a sec here. Shirelli was supposed to have all these things and there were some cap concerns late in his tenure in Boston and people are bringing up those same sort. So give me, okay, I've done that now. Set up, go for it for three minutes and I'll shut up. <laughs> well, Listen, I get it. First of all, if you look at Detroit, they're capped out and they're about the 20, what are they, the 27th or 6th place team in the league. So being capped out and not being a good team, that's that's for sure. People are looking at the, you know, it's a, it's a what have you done lately world, Bob. And if you just look at the last two years of Ken Holland's work in Detroit, you go, oh, how good a GM can he be? You and I have been around for the other 22 years of his tenure when uh, he's just proven to be a very smart guy. And uh, what I will say, and what I would say to any of the people out there who are concerned, uh, is this. The reason Ken Holland had his success over his career is he surrounds himself with the right people. He hired the right scouts. You know, he hired the right developmental people. He built a franchise in Detroit that won and won and won for a long time. I know they had Nick Lindstrom but there's a lot more to it than just Nick Lidstrom. And to me, that's what needs to happen here in Edmonton. This organization needs to be well-stocked with good people who do the job. They need talent evaluators. They need better pro scouts. They need to, you know, they started to put together a developmental system. It can improve. So that, to me, is Ken Holland's strength. He's not coming in here doing everything himself, but he will hire the right people and surround himself with the right people who will get the job done here, in my opinion. Did you ever read Jimmy Devilano's book? I don't think I did. It talked about the challenges he made, he had with Detroit and how Mike Killich spent money. Remember, they went down the path on all those collegians in the mid-'80s, and they hit on a couple of them, right? Like they hit on Adam Oates, as an example, but they missed on Stasiak mm-hmm. and Dwight Mathiason and all these Yeah, stuff. yeah, right, right, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he, he brought in old Maple Leafs because he knew Toronto's system pretty well, and, of course, you know, it, it, was, it was a really – because they kind of floundered for a number of years. Devilano has to get some of the credit for the bit of the oh, template that occurred with uh, with Ken Holland. So, because some would say, spec that the, I mean, Detroit had four liners that were making four million dollars before we got to Cap World, and some would say that Detroit was a team that really benefited from that. Uh, for a number of years and then drafted off of that success. When I mean drafted, like a cyclist would draft off an- another cyclist for, mm-hmm. and then and then eventually they got exp- it's it, it's interesting. I'm from the school that I respect Holland. So I'm, you and me probably see this a bit the same way, but I do think it's understandable that we have a lot of texters right now and some of the bloggers out there that are going, well, wait a sec here. Like, because I think a lot of them wanted to see, uh, and again, we're not saying, you're not saying for a second that this is 100% going to happen here, are you? I'm saying that it's, that if Ken Holland has to still sign off on this thing and make the decision that he's going to come here. So, no, I am not saying, as my article says on sportsnet.ca, it does not say 100%. No. What happens if Holland elects to not take the Edmonton job? Well, we're at the delicate point of these negotiations. It's tough being, you know, I saw Ray Ferraro, and I got so much respect for Ray Ferraro. Uh, he was describing the negotiations as, geez, you know, they go on so long that it gets awkward. And he's right. It does get awkward. But if you put yourself in, in Bob Nicholson's shoes, Bob, you know, you're down to a handful of guys here. 
You know, you want Ken Holland to take the job, but you can't phone Mark Hunter and, let's say, Sean Burke, just for fun, and say, you're out, because they might not be out. You know, if Ken Holland phones you back on Saturday and says, you know, I've thought this through, it's not for me, I'm changing my mind, I'm staying in Detroit, the next call you probably make is to Mark Hunter or Sean Burke, right? Mm -hmm. So it is an awkward time, and it is difficult to be Bob Nicholson right now. It's tough when you're making this hire, because you can't rule everybody out and then have to go back and go, yeah, you know, on Friday I told you you're out, but on Monday I'm wondering, you want to get back in? You can't do it that way. So, yeah, it's awkward, it's tough, but that's where they are right now. Do you know what's interesting about what occurred in Vegas spec with McCrimmon is the same kind of thing could have happened in Edmonton, and I wonder how alternate the history would have been. And I hearken back to 2007, because when Doug McLean was removed out of Columbus, nobody had Scott Housen on the initial radar screen, okay? Mm-hmm. And he eventually worked himself into that position. And I know for a lot of fans out there, they think Scott did a crappy job in Columbus. There are still several of his players playing for the Blue Jackets right now in the playoffs, okay? Several of his picks, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Felino is his captain, he traded for him. Bobrovsky's his goaltender, he traded for him. That's two pretty important guys. He drafted Josh Anderson, they don't, right? But it is it is interesting that, you know, at that time, uh, when Columbus, you know, maybe you, you wonder what would have happened if the Oilers would have gone down the path of promoting Scott Housen and making uh, Kevin Lowe the president. Because that's what's happened is an added layer has occurred here in these NHL organizations with these presidential positions. Right? It's, so that's fair. And, and I think you want to build the kind of organization where that happens, where you, you look, let's talk about Detroit since we know them so well, right? Here's, here's a place where... You know, Jimmy Jimmy Devalano was there for a long time. Ken Holland's been there 36 years from the right. time he started playing there. 22 years as GM. Out from underneath of him came Jim Nill, who's right. got to put together a pretty nice little program down in Dallas, right? Fantastic. Out comes Steve Eiserman, yeah. who builds the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I know fell flat, but they're an awfully good organization. Uh, now those guys are coming back to Detroit to run it, and Ken's, you know, very likely on his way out. But the point is, this is the culture you want to build, where you where you go from within. And frankly, I see a situation here where where I'm, I would be quite pleased to see Keith Gretzky work with Ken Holland for a number of years and be that guy, Bob, who takes over from there. Yep. No? Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, the one thing I'll say about Holland, nil. I don't. I've, I haven't had a chance to talk to Eiserman a lot, but we've had. I mean, I've had numerous conversations with Jim. No ego, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the reason why those guys have had some success. There's yep. a, there's a collaborative approach, and I know for a fact in Vegas's case, in Vegas's case, if the cap guy goes to the general manager and says, "You don't trade for Brandon Manning because we're stuck with his contract for another year, and you're going to kill us," and the GM looks at him and says, "Hey, it's my problem. I'll deal with it." Okay, that's I know in Vegas that that message gets heard. Yeah, and, and it has to be. And it has to be, right? You, you hire people. I mean, any this is we might be even getting out of hockey here, Bob. But hire good people, make the right hire, then get the heck out of their way and let them work. And and that's certainly the way it's worked in the Detroit organization for a long time. But look, you don't get to win forever, right? Rain's going to fall. At some point, that was the best organization in hockey for a quarter century. And, yeah, they're at the bottom a little bit now. There's no doubt they are. But I would just urge anyone who's who's all over Ken Holland for the last two or three seasons, 
uh, I would say, to take a little bit of a bigger picture view. And you know what? It's going to be hip, right? It's going to be hip to say, ah, all those old guys like Spectre and Stoffer like Holland, but we all, you know, we, us younger guys think that it should be someone else, and that's fine, too. So that's what makes the Twitter world go round, pal. Hey, we're middle-aged. But, we're not old. Halsey's <laughs> old. But I know that to my eye... Hey, Halsey, how you doing? Edmonton, <laughs> this job in Edmonton is complicated, man. It's a complex fix here. And when I have a, a problem with my engine that isn't just an oil change, but it's a big, big problem. I don't want a guy tuning up his first car looking at it. I want a veteran guy. Spec, thanks for uh, the bonus this week. You're only six behind on the season. Hey, no problem, Bobby, anytime. All right, well, we'll talk to you Tuesday when we do the... Oh, uh, the, the, anyway, I'm just having some fun with you. We'll see you Tuesday, Mark. Take care. Okay. All right. 121 in Edmonton. I'm going to get into some texts and tweets and emails when we come back in orders now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Uh, you can text the, again, 630-630. Out of Grand Prairie, Bob, I'm in my 40s, and I know the Oilers need new ideas. The older managers are what hitch states. You are what you are. You just can't change that in coaching, uh, which is the old way. It no longer works well. I think Gretzky is willing to listen to new ideas. I doubt Holland would even consider new ideas. That texture comes to us from Grand Prairie. In my limited conversations with Ken Holland, seemed like a pretty open guy, frankly. Personal uh, perception. Certainly a more amiable guy than Peter Shirelli in terms of uh, general deportment. Okay. Uh, again, Mark Spector uh, firing up that uh, Ken Holland, it's his job to go take. This text comes from former D-man Mark. Bob, all the decisions that the GMs have to be made with only the best interests of the organization in mind, a GM's own self-interest has to be secondary. The Brandon Manning trade was a short-term fix. It was a desperate move by a desperate GM. As a GM, you can't think like that, and it means losing your job. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, how about uh, President of Hockey Operations... Ken Holland, GM Mark Hunter, assistant GM Keith Gretzky, assistant GM Sean Burke. You'll get all the guys you need down in the future. That's a lot of personalities into the mix. This text comes in from Kevin. Bob, I apologize if I missed this, but is Holland the type of GM who would want to open and uh, be open to creating and expanding the sports science and analytics departments within the Edmonton Oilers? I'm not a hardcore advocate of either, but it's definitely an aspect uh, of team management that the Oilers can vastly improve upon and something not limited by cap space. That one comes to us from Kevin. This text comes to us from Lloyd. Uh, I usually agree with Spectre, but wow, out to lunch. Nicholson, of course, defaults to past credentials. Wings haven't had uh, two to three bad years. They've been on the decline for a long time. Uh, that comes to us from uh, Brennan from Lloyd Minster. 
Bob, have the owners talked to Craig Simpson? He ran Carpet Superstore and was a good coach. He also criticized the Lucic term at the time. I don't think they've talked to Craig Simpson, and I don't think Craig Simpson would resonate well with our fan base. I just get that distinct possibility. Uh, and I, do, you know what? I think Craig's a competent guy. I think there's lots of people could do this. Don says Bob Shirelli was reactive. Holland would most likely come in with a proactive approach. That one comes to us from Don. This text comes to us, Bob. Success rates of GMs that win a cup with two teams is horrible. Say goodbye to a cup soon. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, uh, this is from uh, Ontario Oil Guy here. Out of Hespeler, Ontario. I've never heard of that. What kind of GM experience does Stan Bowman have before the Hawks job? Things worked out and they're still working there. Well, some would say Dale Talon built that team. Okay? Some would say that. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to push... Brendan, have we got permission here to maybe... Uh, we'll have Jamie Porter on from the Oil Kings to talk about yesterday's WHL draft in the final half hour of the show. We'll get to this day in Oilers history. Uh, we'll get to some more texts after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.